Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the Breakfast Show. Now, have you ever explored or familiarized yourself with the dynamic landscape of the Singapore aerospace industry, growing by a compounded annual growth rate of 8.6% over the past two decades and a total annual output of more than $8 billion? The Singapore aerospace industry is a key economic driver for Singapore. As a one-stop center for all maintenance, repair, and overhaul services, and a large precision engineering supplier, Singapore has captured over 10% of the global MRO market. Backed by a pool of over 130 aerospace companies, Singapore has become the leading aviation hub in Asia-Pacific, contributing over a quarter of the region's MRO output. And as we look forward to the iconic Singapore Air Show, taking place from February 20th to 25th at the Changi Exhibition Center, we are privileged to dive into the pages of a recently unveiled book by the Association of Aerospace Industries, which is a testament to Singapore's remarkable journey in becoming a global powerhouse and more. Joining us are two key figures essential to this narrative. First up, we have Glory Wee, Senior Vice President and Head of Resource and Carbon Division at Singapore Economic Development Board. She used to head EDB's Aerospace Industry Group. Glory, welcome to The Breakfast Show. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to chat with you. Also joining the conversation is Xia King Yok, Chief Executive of the Association of Aerospace Industry Singapore, who has also played a pivotal role in shaping the aerospace landscape. Mr. Xia, great to have you on this morning. Thank you, Audrey. Glad to be on there. Lots to get into today, but let's start with you, Glory. Um, could you share some insights into what makes Singapore's aerospace ecosystem so unique on the global stage, especially considering our size and the competitive landscape of the industry? Well, aerospace is a global industry. And when you think of aerospace, uh, big names like uh, Airbus, Boeing, GE, Raytheon, Rolls-Royce mm. all come to mind. And all of them have substantive presence in Singapore. Uh, we're, we're not talking about just about sales offices, but key critical operations. Uh, Airbus, for instance, has its largest flight crew training center in the world here in Singapore. Uh, almost all the Rolls-Royce engines that power the Airbus A350 and Boeing 787 have their families manufactured in Singapore. And earlier in the introduction, it was mentioned about maintenance, repair, and overhaul, or what we call MRO. That's a big part of the business uh, because it's not just about making or selling a part. It's also about how you service and repair your aircraft regularly and how to get safely from point A to point B. And in MRO, we have a 10% global market share. All right, Mr. Sia, let's bring you in now. You're the driving force behind the commemorative book, Propel, which marks the 20th anniversary of the Association of Aerospace Industry. Could you share maybe one or two compelling stories that stood out to you about how far the industry has come? With pleasure. Well, as you mentioned, Propel is a commemorative publication of the AAIS marking our 20th anniversary, and it chronicles the captivating tale of our aviation and aerospace heritage. And, and so the story begins with our first proper airfield, the Royal Air Force Salita Station, built by the British and opened in 1930. You know, an interesting uh, nugget is that the first squadron posted here 
was a flying boat squadron that operated from the Straits of Johor. Wow. <laughs> and Salita also became, you know, the de facto civil airport, right? With flights to Batavia, which is present-day Jakarta, and mm. connections to England and to Australia. And then a few years later, in 1937, we had Kalang Airport open and followed closely by the military airfields at Sembawang and Tinga. And then came the war. After the war, Kalang was returned to civilian use in uh, what, 1946. And then with the surge in post-war air traffic, right, and the dawn of the jet age, wow, Kalang was <laughs> overwhelmed. It was unable to sustain modern aviation and mm. eventually was replaced by Pai Airport in 1955. And then later, of course, we know about Changi Airport uh, in 1981. Now, this remarkable story, it was written by Mr. Go Yong Kiat, and it spread over six chapters of the book. It's also paralleled by the stories of uh, 10 global aerospace companies who tell their story of growth and development in Singapore. So it's very interesting read. Um, I'll just end with the point that Glory also penned a chapter which talks about the behind-the-scenes work of EDB and government agencies pursuing investments and developing the industry. Wow, so this book really has plenty of amazing stories tracing the beginnings and rise of Singapore's aviation and aerospace industries. Definitely something to check out. And Mr. Sia, like you said, it also highlights the evolution of our industry. So Glory, uh, what new and exciting developments have caught your attention recently and how do these innovations shape what's to come? Mm, good question. Aerospace is an industry, the innovation frontier. Uh, I've personally been quite taken by the increasing use of artificial intelligence or mm. AI in the industry. Not long ago, um, SIA Engineering went public with some of the art transformation projects. Uh, one of them uh, relates to the use of robots for their engine inspections. Now, what these robots do is that they help to take like uh, 100 photos of the engine from different angles that uh, aren't so easy for the ordinary man to access. And the embedded AI then helps the engineers identify discrepancies and spot engine defects. Um, and that's quite remarkable because you can get quite a higher productivity and also a better work environment. Another area that you know is of interest to me is uh, sustainability. It's one of the hottest topics today. Mm -hmm. uh, in the near term, we're going to see greater use of sustainable aviation fuels. Though to really get down to a net zero carbon footprint, um, the industry is quite keenly exploring areas like um, electric propulsion systems, uh, hydrogen-powered aircraft, and these are all very exciting areas because it requires the industry to kind of fundamentally reimagine aircraft systems. Um, and depending on how technologies evolve, the business models and supply chains that we know of today could uh, very well change. Uh, so lots of exciting developments ahead. Yeah, so sustainability and AI coming to the forefront as well. So, Glory, something that has been pivotal in the growth of the aerospace industry that we want to get into is the Salita Aerospace Park. Can you tell us more about how it has transformed the sector when it comes to attracting global players? Salita Aerospace Park. Well, in the earlier days, uh, we had um, industrial estates like uh, Loyang and Changi North. Mm. Uh, but these were more of an uh, organic clustering of aerospace activities because of the proximity to Changi Airport, which King Yong mentioned about earlier, that opened in 81. Mm. Uh, now, Salita Aerospace Park is uh, quite different because it is Singapore's first industrial estate dedicated to aerospace. So when we launched uh, Salita in 2006, 
uh, we were sending a very clear and very visible message to the world that uh, we had every intent to grow the aerospace sector. And that sort of gave in, uh, confidence to the global industry that Singapore would be here for the long haul. And you, you couple that with air hub connectivity, a stable operating environment, uh, that gave kind of good reason for many major companies to consider us favorably for their key operations. I mean, companies like uh, Bombardier, for instance. Uh, Bombardier is a leading manufacturer of business jets and is service center at City Aerospace Park has like the complete suite of maintenance and modification capabilities, full service interior finishing, 24-7 parts depot, and more significantly, it has made Salida Aerospace Park home to its largest service center in Asia Pacific. And mm. we have many other companies. All right, let's get into some of the complexities of this development. You know, aerospace constantly evolves and changes. So, Mr. Xia, over to you. How does AAIS navigate all of these changes to continue promoting the Singapore aerospace industry, both locally and globally as well? Well, for a start, we're guided by a shared vision, right, which is an innovative aerospace community for a sustainable future. And we work towards this in three ways. We act as voice of industry, we facilitate business, and gender the aerospace community. As Laurie mentioned, aviation and aerospace is a global industry, so we have to be engaged both internationally as well as locally. On the international front, we participate in shaping aviation regulations, standards and practices as part of the global community. And then we fly the Singapore flag, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) overseas trade shows and and missions, and we coordinate the Singapore Pavilion brand, right, <laughs> to showcase the capabilities of our companies and to connect them with uh, overseas growth opportunities. We have our counterparts overseas, whom we work closely as as partners, and you know we we help to plug new entrants to Singapore as well mm. into the the local ecosystem. And finally, locally, we support uh, reskilling and job redesign uh, as a a partner to Workforce Singapore. We collaborate with other partners to address the issues. I think you know, sustainability, the new technologies we have to embrace, supply chain, safety, and so on. And not least, we work with the Institutes of Higher Learning to support the development of the curricula to make sure it's relevant for industry and also to engage with students. Yeah, Mr. Xia, you talked about reskilling. So, Glory, you know, in light of this, how do you foresee the evolution of demand for skilled labor in 2024? What strategies or training are in place to address and support this demand? Mm. Now, specific to 2024, it looks like it's going to be a challenging year for certain industries. And I'm, I'm sure there will be some companies that may need to make some adjustments too. But on the whole, the aerospace industry is quite positive. Air travel is clearly on the rise. There is very strong recruitment interest, uh, and based on some of the early figures we are seeing, it seems like uh, aerospace companies will be quite aggressively recruiting over the next three to five years. And we're looking at this across all sorts of roles. We are talking about process and automation engineers, aircraft technicians, quality inspectors, and so jobs are plenty. Now, to meet this demand, we have to approach this on multiple fronts, and I think King alluded to that earlier as well. We are working with uh, companies to upskill their staff. We are working with schools to strengthen work-study pathways, uh, and also with the industry association as well as our colleagues in the Workforce Singapore and Skills Future uh, to look at career conversion and transition programs. Now, in terms of actual skill sets, of course, there's also a need to evolve at the times. Earlier, we talked about the industry incorporating more uh, robotics or artificial intelligence. And uh, what this means is that our labor 
labor will need to be more tech savvy. Mm. Uh, they have to be a lot more comfortable operating in more digitally connected environments. And there's also going to be need to enhance uh, interdisciplinary and system thinking skills. But that said, I, I think we're in a good position because uh, many aerospace companies have fairly robust people development and skills upgrading programs in-house. And as what King mentioned, we do have companies on board our aerospace academy committee, and that helps to shape curriculum. So collectively, this will enable us to build a, a pretty good and, and industry relevant talent pipeline. All right. Before you both prepare for takeoff, we can't let you go without asking you both about the Singapore Air Show coming up next week. What can we expect and what are you excited for? Let's start with you, Mr. Sia. Oh, thanks. Well, Singapore Air Show is uh, Asia's most influential air show for the business. So it's going to be an exciting and engaging week for us as an association at the air show from two angles. Right? First is we've got to thought leadership. So we start the show with the Singapore Aerospace Technology Leadership Forum, which we co-organize with ASTAR, the Agency for Science, Technology and Research. And it's a wonderful conference because it brings a total of nine chief technology officers from global aerospace companies to talk about smart aerospace technologies, to talk about you know, the 2015 net zero carbon emission goals. And then middle of the week, we have aerospace leaders from China and Singapore meeting to discuss the prospects for international cooperation and industry development at the China-Singapore Bilateral Aviation Forum. That's something we organize uh, jointly with our Chinese counterpart. And the second aspect uh, that excites me is that it's an occasion for making business connections. So uh, AAIS coordinates the Singapore Pavilion that features 27 SME exhibitors showcasing a very wide range of capabilities and solutions. It's a reflection of the diversity and richness of our uh, local ecosystem. It's a wonderful opportunity for them to renew ties with partners, for us to connect with our partners too and their members from places like Australia, North America, Europe, Japan, all around the world in fact. So really exciting times for us. Yeah, lots to look forward to. And Glory, same question to you. Any more highlights we should look out for? Well, there are going to be many activities going on next week. And, well, for me, I think it's just great to have an air show with no travel or testing restrictions. Mm. Um, this year, we are going to be expecting uh, many business delegations, a strong turnout, probably more than a 1,000 companies uh, from over 50 countries. There's also going to be a special spotlight on sustainable aviation. Uh, there's going to be a sustainable aviation forum. And I'm told there's going to be quite an interesting conversation about the pivotal role of uh, sustainable aviation fuels and reducing the industry's carbon footprint. Uh, well, and on a more personal note, I am looking forward to the weekend at uh, Asho. The public days are back, and I think it will just be a great occasion for family and friends to check out the aircraft, uh, enjoy the activities on ground, and also, more importantly, to see the team aerobatic displays. Yes. Uh, yes. There's, there, you know, checked out the website. You know, there's going to be team aerobatics from Australia, India, uh, Indonesia, Korea, and of course, Singapore. So lots to look forward to. Yeah, we're excited for that as well. Well, Mr. Siag, Thank you both for the great insights and for joining us on Breakfast. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. We were speaking with Glory Wee, Senior Vice President and Head of Resource and Carbon Division at the Singapore Economic Development Board, and Sia King Yok, Chief Executive of the Association of Aerospace Industries Singapore. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.